Welcome to Out the Reading Slump, a book review podcast where I try to give spoiler-free summaries, initial thoughts, and deep-dive opinions on books that I have read to get out of my reading slump. If your to-be-read books are piling up, or maybe you're having a hard time to finish a title, you've come to the right place. I'm Jilly, and join me in my reading journey. Let's inspire each other to grab a book instead of our phones and scroll pages instead of our screens, except when it's an ebook. Enjoy today's episode! Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Out the Reading Slump. My name is Jilly, your reading buddy, and today is February 1, so I wanted to greet everyone a happy Lunar New Year or happy Chinese New Year to all those who are celebrating. And I just wanted to share with you guys that January has been a really good reading month for me because I finished several titles in just a month and I haven't done this in a long time. So I can definitely say that doing a book review podcast did really serve its purpose. You know, it really did help me in um, inspiring me to grab a book instead of scrolling endlessly in my phone. And also, I wanted to share that making an Instagram account that's entirely dedicated to just books alone, a bookstagram account is how they call it, it really inspired me and it let me meet new friends out there who are into reading. And you know what? To all of you who are listening here and who's really having a hard time to go through your to-be-read pile, and sometimes when you follow those types of account, it might really be overwhelming. And at the same time, you tend to compare your reading status to other people's reading status. You know, I, ju- I just wanted to remind you that you don't have to push yourself. After all, you know, reading is all about enjoying something that you really want to do so you don't have to really push yourself to finish a book in just a few days or in just a day or just so that you can meet your reading goals you know you don't really have to be too hard on yourself what matters is that you are enjoying what you're doing and that you have to do all things at your own pace Okay, and with that, let's move on to the title for today's episode. If you've been hanging around Bookstagram a lot or you have friends who are into reading, especially the latest fiction release, or if you are someone who are updated on the recent titles, I'm sure you have come across this one because it's quite famous. Today, we're going to talk about The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm really so excited to talk about this book, so let's move on without further ado to the synopsis. What's the book about? This is a story of a Hollywood movie icon, Evelyn Hugo. She has lived a glamorous and scandalous life, and she's now finally ready to tell the truth about everything. But when she chooses a known magazine reporter, Monique Grant, for the job, it raises some eyebrows and no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly on top of the world. 
her husband has left her, and her professional life is going nowhere. Regardless of why Evelyn has selected her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. She goes to Evelyn's luxurious apartment and she listens in fascination as the actress tells her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s to her decision to leave show business in the 80s, and of course, the seven husbands along the way, Evelyn unspools a tale of ruthless ambition, unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a very real connection to the legendary star, but as Evelyn's story near its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in tragic and irreversible ways. There, quite an interesting plot, isn't it? So, let's talk about the author first. Taylor Jenkins Reid is the New York Times bestselling author of Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six, and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. She's no stranger to writing popular books, and this is her fifth title, The Seven Husbands, and Reed's novels have been named Best Books of the Summer by numerous outlets and are popping up on things like Amazon's Best Books of 2017 and Entertainment Weekly's Must List. On top of being a mom to baby girl Lila, whom the book is dedicated to, Reed is an essayist with work in the Los Angeles Times, Glamour, and Marie Claire, and she's also a writer on Hulu's Resident Advisors. So she began her career in a film production and she worked as a casting assistant for three years and then after that she graduated from Emerson College and before trying other jobs, Reed wrote part-time while working at the high school until she got a book deal. Her first novel, Is Forever Interrupted, was published in 2013. Her novel Daisy Jones and the Six is actually currently being adapted by Hello Sunshine into a limited series for Amazon. I'm so excited for that. That is the next one on my TJK list. And she lives in Los Angeles. So maybe we can move on with my initial thoughts on this book. Okay, let's start talking about it. So first of all, I wanted to say that this is definitely worth all the hype. It's a lot. It's an overwhelming of emotions and it's a really, really good book. So, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is a very good example of a brilliant storytelling. And it starts not from the first page of the first chapter, but from the cover of the book itself. The title is as truthful as it is. It picks your brain and curiosity and it's a wonderful thing that it doesn't have to take you too long to figure out why it's title is like that you know how when you're reading and when you you know you finally stumbled upon the title of the book in between the narratives and then you'll realize oh that's why it's titled like that or when you've had a realization in the middle of reading passages oh that's it that's why the title is like this but but for this it's pretty plain and simple evelyn hugo a hollywood icon has had seven marriages in her life and we get to follow her story from beginning with her first husband as the marker to the present moment. 
So I wanted to mention that this book touches on a lot of important issues and topics. There's domestic abuse, there's death and grief, sexuality, homo and biphobia, racism, abortion, and even suicide. And I know for some, for those who have uh, read the book, I've read some reviews that for them, these issues are something that could have been discussed deeper within the narratives, and that's their take. But for me, the way it was written is less factual and explanatory, so I totally understand how other people might feel that the issues aren't really discussed deeper. But the way it was written, it's more from Evelyn's perspective and personal experience on those issues, which encourages critical thinking from the readers. The readers are left to figure out whether the unfortunate or fortunate series of events are justifiable or go against their values or beliefs. And that's my take. For me, it's really okay. It's good that it touches on different issues. And at the same time, I didn't really found it lacking in terms of going deeper into those issues because it really depends on how you see Evelyn's experiences and how it was narrated in the book. Taylor Jenkins Reid writes in a beautiful and vivid prose. Technically, this is a historical fiction that unfolds through long flashbacks, but it's something you wouldn't even mind because it wasn't noticeable anyway. And the flashback is a literary element that was used brilliantly and effectively in the novel. It gives you point of views from Evelyn and then sporadically interspersed with Monique's point of views and sometimes from an, a third person or omniscient point of view, which is again just as effective and brilliant. And this book is a page turner and it's both plot and character driven. And speaking of characters, this book is nothing short of compelling character development. Evelyn Hugo is an intoxicating female character that I feel like everyone should have a chance to encounter. The strength of the book not only comes from TJK's writing skills, but mainly from how she did Evelyn's character. Evelyn is strong-willed, she's independent, she has the strength and compassion. She's probably going to stick with me for the rest of my life, and I guess that's an overstatement, but for now, that's the impression that she's having on me. And the way she fights tooth and nail to get what she wants, it is absolutely riveting. And the fact that she's surrounded by other strong side characters as well, it makes it even more remarkable. I love the characters of Harry and Celia, and even Rex North and Dawn. Rex North and Dawn are two of the husbands. And just to be clear, of course I loathe Dawn and everything that he did, but I just like the character development. It's something that is unexpected for me, although the book doesn't really dwell on that part because I'm sure as much as Evelyn is not a fan of Absolution, Taylor Jenkins Reid is also not a fan of Absolution. So, But yeah, I do appreciate it. The development and if you read this you will encounter them and let me know what you think so let's go to the character of monique we know that monique is the reporter aka the writer whom evelyn is narrating her life to and of course along with other 
well-written books, TJK made it a point to also put into hindsight her personal struggles, or Monique's personal struggles and internal conflicts in life. But you know what? I don't really like Monique to be honest, and I believe her character is not meant to be likable. But I do appreciate that in contrast with Evelyn's wise character, her naivety on things contributes to the book's overall strength. I mean, for context, while Evelyn is narrating her story, Monique is some is someone who's quick to judge, and she often put Evelyn out of meaning and context and kind of misleading, or kind of in a misleading way. She sometimes have a poor choice of words, and Evelyn even said in the book, and I quote, You're young and your entire generation is casual with words that bear great meaning. So if you think about it, if Monique is the type of person who's also on the same level of wisdom with Evelyn, I think they wouldn't be able to complement and contribute to each other's characters. Hence, her nuanced character is necessary to the story. So I totally understand, I just don't like Monique. And I love that on some level, the author is also able to successfully turn their relationship into mentor-to-mentee kind of relationship. Plus, in a deeper sense, there's an unexpected connection that blossoms in between the two main female leads. And I love that. There are a lot of moving parts in the book, or better to describe them as unforgettable and remarkable scenes that evokes a lot of emotions. I even had several goosebumps. Oh, several goosebumps. I counted my goosebumps. No, what I meant is that there are a lot of parts in the book wherein I had goosebumps just by reading them. It's either I was shocked or I was just so overwhelmed by the triumph and the happiness of the characters in what they're currently in. It's a whirlwind, honestly. And this will make you chuckle and feel frustrated and heavy and mad and heart warmed and heartbroken in a way. So yes, it's a book that has a lot of emotions if I haven't mentioned that a couple of times already. Let's talk about sexuality. I mentioned that sexuality is one of the center themes of this book and Evelyn's character to describe her as an empowering woman would be an understatement. We start from her teenage years. So her narrative started in her teenage years wherein she started developing a body that attracts grown men. And in those years, she was motherless with an abusive father, she has no friends, and a sexuality in her body that her mind wasn't ready for. We were also given a very important incident in these teenage years of hers that shaped her understanding and awareness of sexuality. And from that initial encounter, you will notice how her sensibility evolves all throughout her series of relationships with men. I wanted to quote a passage in the book, which, is, which I think plays a very important thought in terms of the theme of sexuality. And she said, Evelyn said, If the definition of having sex means that it is pleasurable, then I've had a lot of sex that I didn't enjoy. But if we're defining it as being happy to have made the trade, then well, I haven't had much I hate it. There. And I also wanted to, me- to mention another passage of hers, which is like kind of like a turning point as to how her future decisions will definitely shape her glamorous life. It goes like this. 
I started realizing that I could be the one doing the choosing. I didn't want anyone. That was the problem. To be perfectly blunt, I'd started to figure my body out quickly. I didn't need boys in order to feel good. And that realization gave me great power. So I wasn't interested in anyone sexually. But I did want something. And that, for me, is a very powerful part and turning point of her life. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that one. Now let's go to race. So I mentioned that this book is also nothing short of diverse characters. And when I say diverse, I meant the two female leads themselves. Monique and Evelyn are both biracial. And most of the supporting characters are from different race. And given that Evelyn's story, or the entire, almost the entire book setting itself, is set in the 1960s, it makes it relevant. 1960s is a very important time in history when the struggle of racial e equality has been starting to progress across the United States. So it's the time of social exclusions, the black community's relatively low income, high unemployment, and race riots. So here in this novel, we get our toes dipped into the waters of what it's like to be an important person in Hollywood who is biracial. We get to witness how Evelyn Hugo starts her exploration with her Cuban heritage. Moving on to homophobia and uh, gender topics. This is also one of the main themes which is a little difficult to discuss without giving away spoilers, but I want to say that it's a theme that really, really moved me and gave me so much emotions that, yeah, just thinking about it and remembering the scenes and passages, everything's so beautiful. Here, it's an us-against-the-world kind of relationship and all the complications and dramas that will make you tear up and take sides. Just please read it. Now, we also have the topic of, drumroll, the patriarchy. Yup. So, toss me the car keys, F the patriarchy, keychain on the ground, Taylor. So, one of the things that caught my attention about this book back when I haven't read it, and just, I keep seeing it everywhere. The dedication of this book is quite famous. Hooray for you, Taylor Jenkins Reid. So, the dedication of this book goes like this. For Lila, smash the patriarchy, sweetheart. And you know, as I read through first few chapters in, it's all starting to make sense that I even get goosebumps. The dedication on the first part, it really makes sense and it falls into place. You know, nothing beats the feeling of when as you progress, it will slowly dawn on you why the dedication makes so much sense and... It offers an exclusive glimpse of the patriarchal system, not only in Hollywood and the film industry, but in the entire audience or consumer of media themselves. So for context, Evelyn Hugo fought tooth and nail to get what she wants. And the men in this story played big roles in not only putting her into fame and dressing her up in a complicated Hollywood image, but they also played a big part in her exploration and control of her sexuality. So, she learned how to cunningly make a trade for her quote-unquote happiness. This book encapsulates 
strong will and power and the willingness to go out of your comfort to get what you want and the acceptance that in tragedy lies your happiness and that they will always go hand in hand. As Evelyn herself said, nobody deserves anything. It's simply a matter of who's willing to go and take it for themselves. Okay, I wanted to talk about another thing. So I am someone whose professional career is in mass communication. And I am so amazed as to how this book also brilliantly conveys the role of media and public opinion in the lives of celebrities. This novel is interspersed with clips from the news, tabloids, and blog articles, so it gives you a clear view of what the world perceives of Evelyn's life updates in comparison as to what was actually happening to her in real life. It kind of works like a mirror. The media offers you a reflection that shows you what the people want to see and what the people perceives. And what Evelyn, as an icon who cares very much of her reputation, wants the people to see. But in reality, opposite of that reflection that is the public eye, it's all twisted and tragic and beautiful and unexpected. So, overall, this would have been an automatic 5-star read for me. But I did figure out and predicted some of the plot twists. But... It doesn't mean it's a bad and predictable plot twist, okay? I guess I was just so attentive in taking all the clues I could get and I've been trying to draw several conclusions on my own, hence I hit some several spots. When I learned that I was right about something, it just falls into place perfectly and it doesn't make the book any less enjoyable. So my personal rating for this is 4.8. Oh, and by the way, I think I forgot to mention in the beginning of, the, of this episode, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is rated 4.5 in Goodreads, so still pretty high. And there are a lot of parts in the book, as I mentioned a while ago, that gave me goosebumps. And there are loads of emotional and heavy parts that made me almost cry, like having a heavy lump in your throat. But I'm trying to fight off the tears, and then there's a part in the end wherein... I didn't realize that I was also holding my breath just as Monique has been. There's a scene in the end wherein she's walking and riding the train and her head is spinning with whirlwind of fight or flight thoughts, of loaded questions of what she should and shouldn't do. It feels like a rising action just before the climax in movies and the intense instrumentals of the orchestra if you can visualize it. And then the moment she saw her mom in the airport, she just fell into her arms and just cried. And apparently I cried too. It's like I felt her relief and overwhelming emotions as well. It's like I myself was also in a dizzying frenzy of thoughts. And seeing the face of my own mother makes me feel like a child again. And it, 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 this book gave me that experience. It's too much emotion, guys. Well, so... The common question for those who have read this book is who is your favorite husband? Of course, the answer would be Harry Cameron. And well, Harry Cameron is like the top tier husband, but I also wanted to say Rex North. 
Rex North is the second favorite. I know no one can surpass Harry Cameron. Of course, we love him, we adore him, and he's the epitome of everything that we ever want in a husband. But Rex North, I just wanted to mention because I feel like even though his part in the book is just not that long, it's just a few pages, but I do really appreciate his character. I'm just so amazed as to how the author managed to create a character that complements perfectly Evelyn's strong will in doing everything they can to rise up to fame. And I also like his respect for Evelyn. And there's a part of this book wherein I really love how Evelyn told him no and he walked out his door. And Evelyn even said in one of his in one of her conversations with Harry, I told him no and he walked out my door. Not every man would do that. Not every man had. And in that specific moment or that specific part, Rex North's character really stood out because, because as you go through the book and read through Evelyn's life, it's really close to impossible that she would encounter a man who would say, who would listen to her saying no to him. So... I wanted to give credit to Rex North for being that respectable man that we didn't even expect. So yeah, I also love, um, I think I've mentioned already that there are a lot of um, character developments you have to look out for. Like, like for example, Celia St. James, of course Evelyn herself and Monique and some of the husbands that you didn't even expect would have that type of development or character arcs it's a really really good read guys so <laughs> i think i've the whole time i was just like praising this book i don't even rem i don't think i remember something that i didn't like um except for the part wherein i kind of figure out the plot twist but i didn't really didn't like it it's it's good that i figured out the plot twist and it didn't as i mentioned it doesn't um paint my experience of enjoying the book so i guess we are down to the final words or thoughts i wanted to say that there are a lot of lessons or things to learn from this book especially with the way it was written it's like you are already reading monique's output of Evelyn Hugo's book and the things that stood out to me or resonates with me would be how a woman could do everything it takes to forge the path and life that she wants for herself and that taking what you want in this world is not going to be easy there are sacrifices there are heartbreaks and pains and sometimes it costs you the people you love the most but it's all a matter of what you are willing to lose and what you are willing to sacrifice another thing that resonates with me would be how it can really be difficult to live the truest version of yourself i remember one passage where it says i think being yourself your true entire self is going to feel like you're swimming upstream and that idea is in the entirety of the book itself 
and I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of, uh, of other lessons to take from it aside from the ones I mentioned. So if I'm being asked who should read it, I recommend it to everyone, to all genders and no matter your societal status or whatever your goals in life are. If you are into fiction that's moving and fast-paced and a page-turner, this is definitely for you. So, I guess that ends our episode for today. I really hope I was able to convince you to read it. And if you get a copy or finally decided to read through it, please let me know your thoughts. I wanted to know your opinion about it. You can always send me a message in my Gmail or follow me on my Instagram account at Hours in Trans. It's a bookstagram account, so we can discuss all books related in that. So with that, I would like to thank you for being here with me and to listening to my ramblings about books and everything. Thank you and I will see you on the next episode. Bye!